0: Section 17 of United States Senate Election, Expulsion, and Censure Cases, 1793-1990 to by Ann M. Butler. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Joanne Turner. Case 15. George Poindexter, 1779-1853, to Mississippi. Censure Case, February 23, 1835, to March 2nd, 1835. Issues, allegations of conspiracy. Chronology, request for investigation, February 23rd, 1835. Referred to committee, February 23rd, 1835. Committee report, March 2nd, 1835. Senate vote, March 2nd, 1835. Result, not censured. Background. Senate opposition to President Andrew Jackson intensified during the 1830s. Criticism of Jackson's fiscal policies and his use of presidential power escalated until Henry Clay, anti-Jackson of Kentucky, submitted two resolutions of censure against the president on December 26, 1833. While these resolutions were debated, The political feud between the chief executive and the Senate took on an increasingly personal tone. On March 28, 1834, the Senate adopted Clay's censure resolutions. One of the most rancorous battles flared after Old Hickory clashed with his former friend and ally, George Poindexter, anti-Jackson of Mississippi. The enraged Poindexter, A feisty character given to vitriolic excesses abandoned the president and threw his political support to Jackson's bitterest opponents, Clay and John C. Calhoun, nullifier of South Carolina. In this unpleasant political climate, Jackson attended a funeral in the House of Representatives chamber on January 30, 1835. As Jackson started to leave, Richard Lawrence, an unemployed English house painter, stepped forward and fired two weapons at the startled president. Both pistols misfired. Lawrence was apprehended and Jackson continued with his appointments for the day. Statement of the case. Lawrence turned out to be mentally deranged for, under questioning, the would-be assassin insisted that Jackson had blocked his family's legal right to the English throne. The case appeared to have no connection to U.S. domestic political arguments, yet rumors soon spread that George Poindexter had helped to engineer the attack. When Jackson, who suspected Poindexter of complicity in the affair, Refused to silence the accusatory reports in the pro-Jackson Washington Globe, the truculent Mississippian turned to the Senate for vindication. On February 23, 1835, Poindexter asked to have a committee investigate and, if the charges were found to be true, that he be expelled from the Senate. The Senate referred the matter to a select committee. Response of the Senate After hearing testimony from 40 witnesses, the committee reported on March 2, 1835, that the only evidence against Poindexter came from two disreputable men, David Stewart and Mordecai Foy. No witness spoke in defense of the despicable Stewart, who had convinced Foy, a severe alcoholic, to swear that Poindexter and Lawrence had been observed in conversation several days before the assault. The, quote, affidavits, unquote, of Stewart and Foy, which formed the basis for the charges against Poindexter, proved to be so flimsy that ultimately even the Washington Globe admitted their fraudulence. A political undercurrent that the committee addressed only in the most circumspect language concerned the role that Jackson played. Jackson clearly had contacts with Charles Coltman, a member of the city council who controlled Stewart and attempted to recruit other witnesses. Coltman, a candidate for construction superintendent on the planned new treasury building, denied that he had hoped his endeavors for Jackson would secure his appointment. The Senate committee expressed courteous sympathy for the president's safety concerns, but obliquely condemned the questionable tactics used against a political opponent. The committee reported that there was no evidence against Poindexter, and the 41 senators present to hear the report voted unanimously to accept the recommendation to dismiss the charges. Conclusion Although exonerated in this instance, George Poindexter did not conclude his Senate career on a positive note. A man of intemperate habits who was vilified in his home state, Poindexter lost his bid for re-election in 1834 as his reputation steadily declined. He moved to Kentucky and then returned to Mississippi, where he died in 1853. This relatively minor episode reveals the political and personal vindictiveness of which Andrew Jackson was capable when crossed. The occasion also marked the first attempt upon the life of a chief executive and the first Senate committee investigation of an attack upon a president. It would not be the last. End of Case 15 and of Section 17.